Honestly, I do love just spending my evenings just having a look through Wish and looking at all the it's random shit that it bonkers. The one the it. other day, I was almost tempted just because it was it was five pounds and it was basically like a flashlight, but it was a whole ass. <laughs> it was like an actual bum with two working orifices. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wandering WandaVision as we peek through the curtains of 2800 Westview. Uh, the final episode, we will be looking at everything that's happened in the series and everything that happened in the episode and discussing what happens from now on. As usual, we have a sponsor. Our sponsor this week is from, now that's what I call Boner Jams. Ralph Boner plays 90, <laughs> plays 42 of the pop punk 90s greatest on an acoustic guitar. Thought they couldn't get any worse? You were wrong. They definitely can. You'll hear such hits as A Time of My Life by Green Day, uh, Miss You by Blink-182 and Plain White Tees Hey There Delilah. So now that's what I call Boner Jams, out and out in all good and terrible dimensions. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> well done, Dan. You did that in one go. I thought I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, last episode. This is the last episode of Wandering Wonder Vision before we go on to different things. We'll still be Greener here. Greener pastures. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we've broken Steve already. So. <laughs> when, Steve, when Steve goes, he really goes. <laughs> oh, I was expecting that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, we won't, we probably won't have a sponsor next week, so I thought I'd get, that, I'd get a good one in there now. Um, so, probably not what a lot of people are expecting. The one, the one rant I'm going to have, and it's not about the show, it's about people that have opinions on the show, which is I saw a lot of people's theories turned out to not be right, didn't they? Shut hmm. up. <laughs> Let people enjoy the show however they want to enjoy the show. If that means talking about it, if that means releasing an hour-long podcast every week about it, then <laughs> then let us fucking do that, okay? So, yeah, so it doesn't matter because we still enjoyed it. <laughs> we, we enjoy it. I think yeah. it's sort of a good place to start is with the, with the no list that I've created. Mm. So, no engineer, yep. no Doctor Strange, yep. no multiverse, no witness protection, no Mephisto, no Ultron... No major cameo of any kind, other than Paul Bettany as Paul Bettany. Yeah, which mm. I love, by the way. By the way, that is yeah, one of my favourite things ever. One, it worked with an actor he's always wanted to work with. It's himself. Brilliant. <laughs> Did you see the quote where he was literally like, they're going to be so angry with me when they find out? <laughs> um, so, yeah, none of those. Um, so the engineer was... that. There's an interview with Kevin Smith, apparently, where they said they had to go back and film a load of stuff because it wasn't in keeping with some of the fan theories which is not what should happen with anything and one of the things was that the engineer was originally someone um there was um a scene apparently with darcy and the kids uh, having to break out of the basement um and um the bunny turned out to be a demon in this as well and so they, yeah, they went, went in a completely different direction. And to be honest, it's so much happens in that last episode that the, my one complaint is it feels a bit rushed at times. So I'm kind of yeah. glad that's not in there, if, if I'm honest. Now, I think, because obviously we spoke about it in the group chat afterwards, yeah. and I think 
there was a hint of not the disappointment. I mm. think for me, it was just, that went completely a different way to what I was expecting. Because obviously, we've been talking for yeah. weeks about the big finale. It's going to be like the Marvel movie. We're going to find out who the puppet master is. But ultimately, mm. Wanda did it. Yeah, it was wonder. It was wonder all along. Yeah, and, um, and, <laughs> and, I, and one of my favourite things is that Hayward just turned out to be a bell end. So like, yeah. I, I really like Belend, yeah. who opens up on two ten-year-olds. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I just gets out of his car and he's like, "I fucking had it with these motherfucking kids <laughs> and this motherfucking hex," and just unloads. So I, I I put on uh, on the Discord. I go, I don't see why Hayward was arrested, but Wanda wasn't. And someone replied, "He literally fires a gun at two kids." I went, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, who's enough. trying to put cuffs on Wanda? Yes. That's just Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do think it was missing because uh, she just kind of goes, Right, well, yeah, sorry I did this, but I'm gonna go away now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was the one yeah. thing that needed to be, I think, a bit more after she'd walked yeah. back after what is possibly one of the most heartbreaking five to ten minutes oh my of a God, television yeah. series. Mm. Because you just realise straight away what's mm. gonna happen. Yeah. And they could have done it horribly. Like I'm sure other shows or other things, like they would have all just sat and cuddled somewhere as a family. Yeah. And she, but just putting the kids to bed. Mm. Like we're really proud of you, boys. We love you. Thank you for be picking me as your mom. <laughs> and then just yeah. going downstairs and then that whole little exchange with Vision, where yeah. she's turning off the lights, he's turning them back on, mm. and his little speech about I've been a. A voice with no body, mm. a body with but not human, yeah. And now a dream, like a memory made real. What what can I possibly be next? And just his goodbye, darling, was just as you're watching the walls close yeah. in. Oh, just, oh, that wasn't me crying, by the way. I'm just genuinely got an itchy eye. <laughs> it's no, very yeah. sweaty. I've got some sweaty eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just devastating because again, like potentially we could have had like this massive forty minute. Mm action fiesta which what i loved about this was it needed action it's yeah. a marvel thing and what they created but the way they just sort of had it did it nicely so there's a mm. bit of a battle between wanda and agatha and a bit of a battle between the visions mm. but they just sort of because the thing is a, a battle between two visions could have very easily ended up man of steel zod versus yeah. superman where they just decimate everything and obviously, in the end, it turns into almost like a philosophical debate, which I've seen all over Twitter. That is exactly what would happen because mm. he's a computer, especially White Vision. He's a computer. He's yeah. not human. But I, this is just, I think Steve will agree with me on this. This is a bit off kilter, but I think they missed a trick for the British market for this. Yeah. So obviously, they have the talk about Theseus and his ship. Yeah. They should have refilmed <laughs> it from England with Trigger in his broom. <laughs> <laughs> I think the public would have got that more. Because <laughs> I guarantee yeah, everyone that's watched that. Only Fools and Horses thought that. Like, as soon as <laughs> it's it's so <laughs> You've had that from, yeah, it's only had 17 new ads and 15 <laughs> new handles. <laughs> that was my first thought. My second thought is Steve Ray Vaughan's guitar, which allegedly had um, six necks and three bodies. Exactly. So it's just not the same <laughs> guitar by the end of it at all. In fact, it's several different guitars, so yeah. But, um, <clears throat> I loved that. Vision throughout the whole series has had the best lines in the in the oh, entire yeah, show. Yeah. Um and, and at, at the best times as well. And even and like, just what is it? I request elaboration. Yeah. Just beautifully done. Yeah. So 
Vision's not dead, is he? Because Vision will now become Blank Vision, who will all of a sudden... Well, you know, because you've got two things, haven't you? He's unlocked Vision, which as well, yeah. I love the touch that um, the Mind Stone was a arc reactor. Yes. Or at least that's what I assume it is. Yeah. He uh. obviously unlocks the memories of that body. And I'm assuming they could go back and say that actually he implanted his memories in there as well. Yeah. Because even if he's just unlocked the memories, he would have unlocked the love for Wanda. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think he is potentially the new Vision. So Vision is... What will he be next? Back in his old body, probably. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm pretty glad of that because I think Paul Bettany killed it in this series. Oh yeah, he's and amazing. he's just been really good in general. Like throughout the whole the whole run, he's been great. Like even as Jarvis, he was he was brilliant. Like perfect casting yeah. for Jarvis. Um, and now it's um, <clears throat> and Jar- Jarvis is so important as well because otherwise, Tony Stark in in a suit is pretty boring. Like if he's not talking to someone, because you want Tony yeah. Stark, he's, he's quick, he's quick, he's witty. You want him to be able to talk to someone, and that's where where Paul Bettany kind of comes in. And then he's become his own thing as Vision, as a love interest for Wanda as well. She's been excellent as well. They, the, the, I mean, the the two lead characters have just smashed this out of the park. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting thing, I imagine, to act in. I think we've mm. mentioned it before, obviously, doing all these different genres every week and yeah. sort of having something to get your teeth into. But but the last couple of episodes where it's perhaps been more normal, if that makes sense, rather than being a sitcom trope, mm. again, they've just been... Just ev- just everything about Elizabeth Olsen's face, she's so emotive yeah. with just like a twinkle in the eye or a sort of sort of scrunched up faces when she's looking at the boys and stuff like that and the new costume or the the actual yeah. scarlet witch outfit i think is just fantastic yeah yeah well, it's it's, it's so it's, it's the, it's the, the actual costume without being jugs out yeah it's, it's of the comics mm. as you say without being jugs out and it fits in with every other costume in the mcu as well like it looks very there's a certain style isn't it they, they didn't they didn't mm. go for like the the kind of like uh, PVC costumes, like no, none of the costumes are shiny, but they are in the same style. They look like the costumes. They are colourful, so they don't look like the fucking X Men costumes, which were just leather jackets. Um, so it, it really works with how they've done it, and I think it looks a lot like uh, Hella's costume from um, Ragnarok as well. Yeah, got vibes <clears throat> of that. Yeah. I love how they did the kind of like which is a pretty fucking dumb thing to have the kind of like um crown that she's got the kind of like face mask bit above her head mm. and how it kind of like it, it it turns out that it's actually just something that comes from being that fucking magic that you get something like that basically <laughs> yeah. and I, I i really like that um i liked the ralph twist as well we found out who ralph was and it's I love that his name is Ralph Boner as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was really clever again as well because yeah. it, the whole thing of like, is it... So the thing with that yeah. is, so is it just purely coincidence within the world of WandaVision that he happens to look like Quicksilver from the MC, from the X-Men universe? Yeah, I reckon it's so. It's just complete... She just picked... She moved in with Ralph yeah. and thought, I'm going to turn him into Quicksilver to mess with her head. I think it was 100% there for, for people watching the show. Like yeah. for yeah, people are going to yeah. read into it, but yeah. in terms of it, it was just Agatha going, "Oh yeah, you'll do." 
Ralph just, Boner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that he doesn't Lovely even try and hide it. Well. It's not like Hyacinth Bouquet. It's no, yeah, Ralph Boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, although, although you never know, like maybe he just stays as Quicksilver somehow. Like, well, no, because she breaks yeah. it. He, it's the necklace, isn't it? And she breaks it off, and that's when he then becomes Ralph. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. true, true. Because there's the bit where he's still got super speed. I'm like, oh, what's going on? But yeah, then she breaks his necklace, which obviously imbued him with the power of Quicksilver. I imagine. So, like, I mean, obviously that we 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 haven't mentioned this this episode at least. The whole thing's been about Wanda's grief, basically, and dealing with grief. Um, I don't think it needs to be mentioned. It's been mentioned a million times, but it, they did such a good job of it. Like it's mm. start to finish. This is fantastically deep for something that doesn't have any right to be this deep as well. I'm a huge fan of how Marvel managed to deal with with things that people actually have to deal with, um, and this is something that like what would happen if someone who has that much power lost everything and it's so thoughtful throughout the whole series it's it it's might be one of the best written marvel pieces so far just in terms of of how it's been structured how it's put together i mean it's probably not my favorite but just in terms of how it's how it's been put together how it's been written the dialogue itself it might be one of the best put together Marvel things we've had so far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah when you've the thing is they've <clears throat> been lucky in the fact that obviously they've had six hours to tell this story. Yeah. Whereas up to now, other than obviously like Infinity War and Endgame, which were at one point mm. envisioned as one long film kind of thing, weren't they? It's but yeah, everything's been smashed yet. All of the dialogue <clears throat> telling that story that acting because yeah. even just like a little thing of monica says at the end doesn't she like i don't blame you if i had your powers i'd 100 yeah. bring my mum back yeah so she got to be a superhero in this as well which was great it was kind of like a fleeting glimpse but yeah, i get the feeling we'll, some bullets yeah. neo style yeah mm. i get the feeling we'll see more of that in um uh the next captain marvel film You've got to be thinking that that is, is where that's Captain heading. Is it Captain Marvel, or has she been beamed up for the Secret Wars? Well, it could be Secret Wars, couldn't it? By the way, sec- obviously the f- yeah. first post-credits is a scroll, not a scroll, yeah, yeah. it's a scroll, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. Yeah. A scroll pointing to the ceiling saying, he's waiting for you, which either, I'm guessing that's Talos or that's Fury. He's one of the two, isn't it? Yeah. But that's the second post-credit sequence we've had since Endgame, out of the two things that have a scroll involved as well. Which means that they must be pretty heavily involved in uh, in the future of, of Marvel, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's all building towards this Secret Wars thing, isn't it? I think everything is going to converge mm. on that to a degree. Probably just saying we won't see her in Multiverse of Madness, basically, which we weren't really expecting yeah. to. Um, I mean, because that's the thing as well. This raises a lot of questions potentially of Multiverse of Madness, isn't it? Because mm. obviously that, <clears throat> the main theory was that Wanda was going to come out of this the villain... Yeah. She was going to be the villain, and obviously we haven't mentioned the second post-credit sting, yeah. which is Wanda living in the mountains, showing. Obviously, um, Agatha mentions that the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, and in yeah. this we see her copying Doctor Strange and one-upping him because 
he astral projects while he sleeps she astral projects while she's having a cup of tea yeah. <laughs> wandering around just yeah. like yeah fuck you i can have a drink as well yeah and then we hear obviously one of the boys say like mommy help yeah so is it even going to be that she's going to dr strange for help to go through the multiverse to, f- to get her boys and or is, is she just tearing it apart and That's he's, what I mean. He's, it could be yeah. her tearing it apart, looking for it. Does she go for him for help? Because mm. obviously she's reading. Is it strange coming to get the book back? Mm. Um, is this where perhaps it's going to be an ongoing thing now? Where Mephisto does turn up? Is she going to be tearing up the multiverse? Look, is that Mephisto yeah. taunting her to make her tear up the multiverse? Yeah, I think it's pretty telling. We didn't get um, a Loki. Any any hints about Loki in this? Yeah, uh, which now makes me think that Loki doesn't have anything to do with this this series, which I'm fine with. Like, that's going to be its own batshit crazy thing anyway. By the looks of things, which yeah, I'm very I excited about. Marvel might keep it as separate series mm. for the first runs, if that makes sense, and then maybe they'll look at crossovers, yeah, and stuff. I think they want to try and keep it as clean as possible. For They're the very good at that as well. Do you think like Phase One movies they didn't really cross over, did they? No, it, it was always like Avengers. Nick Fury or Agent Coulson, that kind of thing, mm. which is kind of what they've done with this with um, uh, Jimmy Woo and um, Darcy. She really disappeared at the end as well, didn't she? Like, is there I get the feeling she, she for that. I get the feeling she had a much bigger part, uh, and then they had to cut it out. Yeah, like uh, for whatever reason, they literally finished. Literally just like, oh yeah, she left. <laughs> yeah, they literally finished the series two weeks before it came on. Apparently, according to this interview, because um, oh, pandemic, okay. so some of the CGI looked a bit dodge, and that's why. Apparently, I thought it looked pretty good personally, but um, yeah, I didn't think it looked. Yeah, because the thing that's always hard to CGI is people, isn't mm. it? And obviously, a lot of this is people flying whether it's agatha vision the visions or wanda so that's always going to be difficult to make look good that's a very good point they do flying so well like when vision flies he looks awesome like he's, he's, he just looks like he's genuinely just like hovering um mm. i love big, the way wanda just sort of turns and chases agatha as yeah. well the way she just sort of jet propels herself with her hands yeah yeah very very cool i i I, th- I mean, yeah, I thought it was great. I, d- I think it's fine that none of our theories came true. I don't think we needed a Reed Richards in the end. I don't think we needed anything like that. And as you say, they've done a very good job of making this self-contained thing. Um, mm. And that, that we can go back and watch as just this nine-episode thing that you probably don't need to know a ton about the Marvel Universe to understand what's going on. I don't think you need to know anything. Mm. I think everything that you'd need to know gets told to you so you find out about... Mm. Vision dying, you find out about what happened in Endgame. Yeah. You find out about the blip. Anything you'd need know, they give you in this. So what if, what if the TV series are all in one way or another about dealing with loss? So we think, we're not 100% certain, that when Captain America and Winter Soldier comes around, and we'll talk more about this next week, we think that that's going to start with Captain America dying. Um. And then, I don't know about dying, but I think it's going to start with his funeral. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. So, what if that's about the the giant expanse that that Captain America dying leaves, and and who's filling it? Because we know that U.S. agents in it. We know that there's some other Captain America related characters going to be in this one as well. That could be pretty interesting. And then, what if the third one is simply about Loki having to deal with his own death? 
Like, what if his grief is that, hang on a fucking minute, I'm dead. <laughs> like, and that would that's, be the yeah. only thing he'd grieve, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's pretty upset when his when his uh, mum died, wasn't he? But um, he hasn't uh, turned yeah. up in Australia yet, has he? He hasn't. No. Have you seen the new pictures of Natalie Portman, by the way? Yes, and yeah. Melissa McCarthy as Hella. I love it. That's fucking yeah, great. Sure. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, it does yeah. it. Because it's hard to sort of keep it under wraps at the moment because of the 14-day quarantine yeah. period and stuff, which is why I'm surprised that Matt Damon is just seems to be playing Loki actor again. Yeah. Because he's like literally flown to Australia, quarantined for 14 days, to probably do three or four days and come home. Yeah. I'd imagine he got a he decent must really love Taika yeah. Waititi. Or they've offered him too. a bucket load of cash. Yeah. And Sam Neill, I think, probably didn't have too far to travel. No, no, he'd have yeah. just walked over from his winery, wouldn't he? Same with yeah, <laughs> same same with Luke Hemsworth as well, for that matter, as well. But um, yeah. um it, we'll we'll go into that in a second. One division. Anything else we want to talk about? Um I I, I put down uh, my nose quickly covered it, yeah. but my friend Richard actually pointed out last actually the other day and What's that group? I thought when I first watched, I was a bit underwhelmed. Yeah. And my friend Richard, uh, he meant he pointed out to me that you did sound a podcast a few weeks ago. You hope that none of our theories come true. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, uh, after you said that, it put the whole episode in perspective for me because I thought to myself, actually, do you know what? I did say that, and the reason why I think I was underwhelmed is because I built up what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. It didn't quite go the way I thought it was going to happen. So you know. I watched the episode and I loved the episode and I thought it was really good. I thought, mm. oh, I wanted that Doctor Strange cameo. I wanted to find out how big or bad a villain. But when I rewatched it again with that different mindset, yeah. I thought, actually, no, it was actually a perfect way to spend the series. Yeah. It's just, I think... Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it was just... Uh, everything about it just fit right. Um, I loved the, you know, how they've they, how they done it. I was kind of expecting like... Uh, again, you touched on it earlier about how the hex sort of disbanded. I was expecting mm. kind of almost like a a Rogue One type thing. Yeah. With them with them cuddling and then Rogue One the blast comes and takes them out. Spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. But um I was kind of expecting them all to be hugging around and then the hex just to kind of take them all away. But the way they did it I think was better than I thought it was mm. gonna be because I genuinely thought, oh it's gonna end with them hugging Bosh it disappears. But yeah it was a lot more fitting than I thought it was gonna be. Reminded me of um like a lot of films where a family knows the world's going to end because mm. essentially their world is ending so it does make that does make yeah. sense i still think it was just it was the, putting the kids to bed i think was the bit that mm. like got me a little bit more because i think like she said it could have been mm. like the big hug yeah and the sort of holding on for the last one but there, it was just how controlled it was because i mean obviously steve you're a dad as well mm. the thought of putting your kid to bed mm. for the last time and then walking away. Yeah. Which obviously she's doing that entirely for them. Yeah. yeah. So they're not scared. They're not panicking. They're just going to go to sleep and disappear into the ether. Yeah. Just the fact of doing that rather than having this sort of, oh my God, my babies, I love you, I love you. Mm. Ah. Yeah. I just think, it's, again, just the perfect touch from Marvel rather than yeah. going for the big... So- I mean, I'm sure if Zack Schneider was doing it, she would have had to have machine-gunned them down <laughs> the newsy to save the world or something like that, having fallen in love with Haywood. Um, I mean, I would just say, on the theories, we yeah. did get two semi-right. So, Dan, okay. you had that Haywood was just a dickhead. Yeah, like, last week it got to the point where it's like we'd, we'd have found something out about that by now, yeah. 
And I said something along the lines of searching for the children in the multiverse, which I think that has been semi-hinted at. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think um, so But well. I would say, just with Steve saying about the disappointment, and I know this mm. is going to trigger you a bit, Dan, mm. I would liken it to when I first saw The Dark Knight Rises as well. Because mm. the first time I saw that, I came out quite disappointed. Yeah. Because it was like... Because it was a Nolan film, because it was the last in the trilogy, I was like, I genuinely thought he was going to kill Batman. Yeah. So I came. Sorry, spoilers for Dark Knight Rises as well. People have watched it. The first time I came out, I was a little bit like, like obviously it was good. I liked Bane. I liked bits and pieces. Mm. And then when you go back and watch it, like see under the guise of no, this is a Batman film. Of course you cannot kill Batman. Mm. Of course you cannot kill Bruce Wayne. You have to give him a in brackets happy end and i think that's the same with this it's just it was jarring because everyone had this it's mephisto it's mm. ultra and it's just and it wasn't it was just wonder having a bit of having a bit of time getting over yeah because if you think about it she has suffered a fucking lot oh yeah yeah she's been in five films on Endgame, obviously not too much mm. and she has lost something in everything She's lost her brother. Yeah. She's lost vision like twice. Yeah. And then in this series she's lost vision and her children. So she's not been the happiest camper. They, I mean, they even explain it in this series, like everything that's been Wanda's been through. Like, mm. it, it, I mean, it should be fairly obvious, but at several points, they, they it goes through. Um, she she's been through the ringer. Like we've never seen her happy for longer than half a film. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's and it's crazy that 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 she's been through that. This is the happiest we've seen her for the longest period of time. Um, and yeah. like realistically, if you know someone's that powerful, maybe people should be looking out for ways that they can keep her uh, happy, like not oh. having to kill Vision and stuff. But there's there's no way around it. <laughs> there's no way around it, is there? That's the problem. <laughs> so like every everything she's she's experienced like nothing but pain basically, and that's going to have an effect on someone. And it just so happens mm-hmm. she's probably the most powerful person in in the Marvel universe. So that's going to have an effect. The thing I saw on Instagram as well was who suffered the most Thor or Wanda. Yeah. Obviously, she's had all that, but he's, I mean, his brother's died and come back to life God knows how many yeah. times. A few his mum's yeah. died. Yeah. His dad's died. Yeah. His sister's come back from the dead and blown up his entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> he's then survived that to then have half of his people wiped out by Thanos on a plate, on a thing. He's then not gone for the head. Mm. So but he's been through the ring. He has, well. but he's he's had his his time yeah, of grief as well. He's, and yeah, exactly, mm. yeah. And he comes back looking like a fucking badass in Endgame as well. Like when he's got oh, like yeah. the beard like tied up and fucking looks oh, fucking yeah, he, awesome. It's yeah. just when he stands there and he just yeah. calls Moynier, he calls yeah. Stormbreaker and just like let's fucking have it. So. And my favourite <laughs> thing about that is they don't it's not like a looks like I'll have to go on a fitness plan to lose weight. No. He's, yeah, he he's still fat for that. Yeah, exactly. He's still fucking awesome in it as well. I love that anyway. But um yeah, this this is Wanda getting some much needed closure on some horrifying things that she's absolutely she's been through. Um mm. it's <clears throat> I I like that they didn't shy away from the fact that she essentially kidnapped all these people as well. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I guess the turns yeah. turns them all off. <clears throat> and we get to see um Dottie for a little bit, don't we? Yeah. Oh like I've got I've got an eight year old daughter, like she could be friends with it. She could even be the bully if you want. Just yeah. like if just I wanna see my daughter. I yeah. wanna see my daughter. She's been locked up for however long, yeah. Yeah, she's been locked in her bedroom or whatever. Yeah. 
it's fucking crazy and like because she Wanda just doesn't have a clue that this is having an effect on all these people she thinks that yeah because she's just like yeah you're all just asleep she's like, yeah but we have your nightmares yeah. and yeah. Wanda's nightmares must be fucking, fucking horrible <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah so so I, I say I like that it's this kind of I like that there it shows that there pretty much in every situation Marvel have shown that there's some emotional heft to everything that happens so like Tony Stark for example in the first Avengers film Iron Man 3 is all about him dealing with holy shit what have I fucking seen what have I been through that I was never expecting to see as just like a fairly normal human in a suit like mm. I saw a fucking armada coming to earth what what how am I supposed to deal with that and that is about Iron Man 3 is all about PTSD and dealing with that situation and the fact that Tony Stark is the hero because throughout most of that film he hasn't got any suits or anything and it's just him wandering around a house that and the fact that Marvel had started paying him a lot more money by that point so they were like <laughs> there's no fucking way we're putting him in a suit for most of this film yeah, as uh, Steve mentioned in the yeah. group chat the other day yeah. Iron Man 3 is a fucking banger I love it yeah, I it think is. Iron Man 3 yeah. is brilliant yeah yeah um, the twi- the Mand- Mandarin twist another brilliant oh, twist that. as well equal to Ralph Boner in my opinion <laughs> Yeah. What the Mandarin? Well, I, I just thought it was yeah. so yeah. clever. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the first time I watched it. When you go back and rewatch it, yeah. you realize just how class it is. And you know, yeah, the was... they got Ben Kingsley, so they did yeah. they went for a full on thespian actor. Yeah. Oh. And then it just pretty soon like, Oh, I wouldn't go in there if I were you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of my favourite lines Slattery. <laughs> My favourite lines in it was the toast of the town. <laughs> One of my favourite lines. The toast of Croydon, wasn't it? In Iron Man 3 is when he's working his way through the house and there's the guard and he goes, no, no, look, 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 I'll go. These guys are so weird anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely love Iron Man 3. But that, that, yeah, that's... Great they're really good at twists like that. It's just like, you don't... They could be a little bit silly, like, like Ralph Boner. <laughs> being quicksilver <laughs> like it really works and as a result you through all the things that marvel have done all the hidden things they've done all the things that you don't expect them to do like they constantly keep you guessing and even when you do guess it like uh everyone guessed agnes was going to be agatha harkness we still didn't know what part she had to play in this and turns out she was just jealous of wanda's powers but equally kind of like concerned with what Wanda was actually doing with them. One of my favourite things is that the quote-unquote bad guy, which is meant to be, isn't really that bad. She's just someone who spent a lot of time working at her craft and has seen someone come in and take over an entire city. And I think a lot of her concern for the citizens is, is jealousy disguised as concern. But, oh, yeah, it is yeah. literally just like you say. I've worked like because obviously we see her in the flashback. She's from like sixteen hundred. Yeah. She spent three hundred years, and she's like she can make a fucking bug turn into a spider. Yeah, <clears throat> and wonder without even thinking about it can control an entire town. Yeah, and I love the whole um, flipsaroo with the runes. Mm. Thought that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah, runes. <laughs> Yeah. Only the witch who casted the runes, motherfucker. <laughs> Some big ass runes, fuck you. Yeah. I also really liked, and it was just like a tiny touch, um, Agatha's fingers. 
Yes. But being black, I just thought that was like a really nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I I, I um I wondered how they were gonna get round the whole idea that, that Scarlet Witch is incredibly powerful and Agatha is less powerful. But it was the whole like she can channel her powers back at Scarlet Witch and I thought that was really good. Didn't know how it was gonna end, but um it, it, I think it worked pretty well in the end, so and obviously they've got her mm. backed up for if they want to bring her back because she says like if I ever need you I know mm. where you are yeah I get the yeah. feeling we might see her again in Multiverse of Madness as well like yeah. I, I think they'll go all all witch in Multiverse of Madness by the looks of things so with the right director as well with the Book of the Damned that's not the Necronomicon <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> it certainly looks like it um, but um, I think I think that's going to be a, a fun setup for 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 what they're going to do in this in that which is going to be apparently a horror film isn't it they've said yeah it's going to Mar- be marvel do i mean i assume film. it'll yeah, be yeah. a marvel horror film yeah, 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 yeah. But they're going to go further than they have done before yeah which I'm, I'm quite i'm very much looking forward to but the fact that you get this is kind of like a setup to that which is this this uh series with incredible emotional heft seriously elizabeth olsen deserves some awards for this as well like you'd yeah. hope so because yeah. obviously she's opened up to like the grammys mm. and not the grammys that's fucking music awards isn't it emmys um, emmys, emmys yeah. is the one i was thinking yeah. of um golden globes baftas you'd hope she's it's got like, to be in and around the conversation it's fucking disgusting how they never look at shows like this or or, or mm. sci-fi shows as well we've had some 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 of the best drama performances in the last recent memory have been from sci-fi shows and unless, people unless, just disregard yeah. it. It's like Battlestar Galactica. Agreed, the, yeah. If that wasn't set in space, yeah. that would get so much more love and press than it does. 100%. Because it's in space, it's sci-fi. Yeah. And, it, and same with the Marvel films. Like, the, yeah. There hasn't been one acting credit for like the Marvel films in like the Oscars or anything, is it? Which you think, like, Downey Jr. in Endgame is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Chris Evans at any point in any of the films has been phenomenal. I mean... Winter Soldier is just all the president's men with superheroes, and the Academy fucking loved all the president's men. So, like, it's it does make it's you all wonder. The old, all the old white men don't yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Yeah, um, what's the the other one that I was going to suggest that probably deserved a nod? Um, Black Panther. Pretty much anyone in that film is is doing an amazing job such a well-written film such an important film and just kind of gets ignored it by, was nominated uh, for best film though wasn't it but that was blatantly yeah. like a this will keep them happy kind of yeah. thing wasn't it the problem is none of them are playing the joker so you know that's the only <laughs> the only character that see people seem to think has any kind of fucking emotional heft for for <laughs> uh, any of these roles and admittedly both the times the jokers won anything in terms of the academy awards deserved so deservedly so but yeah but you can look further than this one character that's just to fuck up basically yeah but yeah so WandaVision really really good uh, throughout the entire series not what I expected from start to finish um, and uh, very very glad that, that we had it come into our lives and not what I thought it was going to be which is a, like an appetizer for Falcon and Winter Soldier I saw a load of articles going up now that are saying is Falcon and Winter Soldier going to suffer because of WandaVision's success? Because I didn't realise yeah. that you meant to be the other way around, weren't they? Yeah. It was meant to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier <clears throat> and then WandaVision. Yeah. But 
COVID and stuff meant that they couldn't film Falcon and the Winter Soldier or some such bollocks. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad that we got it as a TV show because although undoubtedly it had this been a film, they would have made a fantastic film. But yeah, we wouldn't have got that depth. We wouldn't have got that. Yeah. <clears throat> the heft that you keep mentioning. I keep saying so, that yeah, a lot, don't I? Sorry, yeah. Thank God for <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Disney Plus, yeah, knocking it out at the moment, isn't it? Um, right, so moving on. Off Wanda. Yeah, WandaVision, done. Probably be mentioning it in the future. Podcast is going to carry on. Uh, we think Marveling Marvel, we're going to call it most likely, and just focus on Marvel shit. We've got a week turnaround now before Falcon and Winter Soldier starts, so next week's pod we're going to do a preview on falcon and winter soldier i reckon very is that excited fridays about that. as well yep uh 19th it starts so yeah i think friday's 19th so yeah the each episode is going to be an hour long for falcon and winter soldier but there's only six of them mm. yeah. so yeah but they, they they just kevin feig just came out and said it's just the best way to tell the stories in each individual circumstance like they finally figured out that if if you're on a streaming service not everything has to be the same length yeah netflix have done the same with a few of their originals recently yeah. as well because like you say <clears throat> things tend to be a length because they've got to fill an hour slot on tv but yeah when it's because at wandavision it's literally been what like 31 minutes 36 mm. minutes it's been all over so it's just been this is i mean the fact that they've had 25 minute credits every bloody week hasn't helped but <laughs> Yeah, which we've all sat through every fucking time, just in case. <laughs> well, this time we we got something, so there's there's yeah. that. Yeah, I didn't mention mm-hmm. it before, but there's Defo Thanos vibes as well. I think in the last one with Wanda in that cabin, like Thanos at the end of Infinity oh, yeah. War, where he's won. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, he sits in his right. garden. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fires a nice little cottage that I think pretty much anyone yeah. would kill for with those horrendous looking fruit that look a bit like snozcumbers oh god yeah is this thanos yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> that cabin must reek of farts like thanos <laughs> farts as well like and the shit that he, don't forget the yeah, seared flesh the shit that he is eating like i can't imagine that cabin smells particularly good i mean but, it yeah. stands the reason that thanos would be on a plant-based diet though doesn't it I suppose there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, but it's just yeah. like the way he's constantly fucking boiling that shit as well. Just oh god, yes, it probably reeks. Didn't look like there was much airflow in there either. So very. Well, there concerning. was when they'd finished. <laughs> when they came flying through oh, the yeah. walls. Oh yeah, there is that. Yeah, he, he definitely had some then. Yeah. Although, you know, he was dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> are we sure? Well, his his head was removed. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Snyder Cut. Um, one thing I'm going to say before you, you've got some, some news there, Terry. Um, I, I, I just totally went over my head that the his name is bigger than the name of the film. Like, on the posters. I think so, yeah. I'm pretty certain. Like, uh, let's have a look. Snyder Cut's just looking at it now a bit like of live yeah okay so if you look at the post <laughs> it says Zack Snyder's the word Zack Snyder's is uh, about four times as large as the word Justice League <laughs> it says everything you need to know about this film also it's getting well, a black and white version distan- yeah I guess they're trying to distance yeah. themselves from the Joss Whedon version 
if they haven't already managed to do that. Like it's fairly obvious, isn't it, that this is this is Zach's. Not... It's just a lot. That's all. I don't really like if this was Steven Spielberg's Justice League. I'm like, okay, cool, I get it. Quentin Tarantino's Justice League, Christopher Nolan's Justice League. But Zack Snyder for me has always been in like the same league as like um God, who's the one that directed the terrible X Men film? Fuck Brett Ratner. Man. Brett Ratner, yeah. That I, I've I always think had he's like, above Brett Ratner, especially uh, as Brett Ratner's currently embroiled in fucking sexual harassment okay. I and, meant, I meant and as... he is the director from that Sean Connery story as well. Oh yeah. He to have a meeting with Sean Fuck. Connery. Yeah. Didn't turn up. Sean Connery turned on the, the tennis and he was in the fucking Royal Box at this yes. tennis tournament. That's a great story that that's yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that they were, we won't say who it is and it immediately came out as Brett Ratner. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Ratner's only fit to direct fucking music videos anyway. But um like Zack Snyder's just above that then. Okay. It, it, it's not like like there's yeah, certain when, when directors be, that, you, that that you'd be when he excited to believe yeah. his own hype because genuinely yeah. Dawn of the Dead yeah 300 sucker punch I even like it was when he got Man of Steel mm. and then somehow him directing Man of Steel which was an okay film and did okay yeah he suddenly became Kevin Feige for the DC universe somehow so Man of Steel everything became of him did well I think because it was on the back of the Dark Knight trilogy and because yeah, Christopher Nolan, Nolan was still a... involved, yeah. yeah, I don't think I think it was more about Nolan than it was about Zack Snyder at that point. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. He yeah. then got the keys to the kingdom, yeah, and ran fucking riot with yeah. his own sort of his own take on it. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, I'm excited to watch this Army of the Dead film, his new zombie film that's going to be on Netflix soon. Yeah, um, his King Arthur film can fuck off. That, that gives me that. Is it in the league of Guy Ritchie's? King How many times has that been done badly? Now that that story, like, I mean, has it ever been done well? Other than Sword yeah. in the Stone, obviously. Oh, yeah, I was about to say yeah, Sword in the say Stone, um, uh, Holy Grail, oh, like, yeah, Holy Grail. yeah. But like, other than that, yeah, no. It to does... be fair, that recent kids film, um, the King, who, the kid who would be king. That's not dreadful. That's um, like a. A modernised version. Things like the Merlin TV series as well. Quite good. Yeah, it doesn't need another film already. It doesn't, because most of the films have been terrible recently. There was the... um, Was it Clive Owen in one of them? Oh, yeah, with his fucking super white teeth as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the uh, Charlie Hunnam one as well, which was... Yeah, that was the Guy Ritchie one. That was was dreadful. That's shit. Yeah, so there's like lava monsters or something in it at one point, didn't it? Yeah, am I, am I getting confused between films there? And then you know, King Arthur just runs it over in a Range Rover or something. Yeah, it's just like it's. <laughs> yeah. And David Beckham with a really bad oh, that's right. nose for some reason. Uh, so, yeah, now I remember. Yeah, surprised he wasn't drinking Hague Club whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I'll tell you what, like. In the same league as Guy Ritchie when he does shit like films like that. That's Zack Snyder. Uh, still a bit better than that, probably, actually. Yeah. Mm. The man could do visuals, but I think, as I say, the problem with these with Justice League, with Batman v Superman, mm. the studios went, oh, God, like we need to make him happy, so they let him have the key to the kingdom. Yeah. And he, he thinks he's Christopher Nolan, but he's not. No, 
Because Nolan wouldn't release a four-hour fucking version like this of no. a shit film. And he wouldn't be doing it on digital. Because yeah. obviously like, Schneider's now going into IMAX and he's doing a fucking stupid ratio on this mm. Justice League because it's the best picture. But it's like, Nolan does it because he films it with fucking IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it comes out in IMAX. Yeah, exactly. But... Christopher Nolan won't call it Christopher Nolan's Justice League. No, <laughs> it would just be, even if it was a, a director's cut of his film, he wouldn't call it because he did just call it Justice League director's cut or something like that. Do you the know what thing, mean? Yeah. the thing is as well. Once Warner Brothers started to meddle, because obviously part of the reason he left because they were meddling, Nolan would have just gone stick it up your ass, yeah. fucked off, and just disowned it. He wouldn't now be coming back because, like he said, like before, that like people have tried to make him film in three D. He said no. Yeah, and they've gone. Okay, Mister Nolan, sir, you do as you please. And apparently, he's <laughs> thinking about walking away from Warner Brothers now. We've made all of his films recently because of this whole HBO Max, everything going straight to it. And yeah. he thinks it's he fucking hates it. Yeah, well, Tenet's getting re-released in America, isn't it? Oh, is I read it? that on I, I read that on IMDb. They've got a notification on IMDb. It said that it's a couple of theaters in America. They're re-releasing Tenet again. So I don't, maybe that might be on the back of what you just said, Terry. Maybe he's demanded it go re-release. It's a it's a five yeah. hour version in black and white <laughs> with the disturbed <laughs> sound of Jones silence Jones. on the soundtrack. Yeah, or Christopher Nolan's Tenet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the other thing with fucking Snyder as well. And obviously, I know that not always directors don't always do their own trailers and stuff like that. Yeah, but I feel like Snyder definitely does because he was a music video director. He always has some fucking shitty slow mo slow mo. Yeah acoustic fucking song over the top of his trailers yeah usually this, hallelujah that was particularly weird hallelujah for this one just doesn't fit with it at all and then you compare it to like uh the the batman trailer which is the slow version of uh that nirvana song which works yeah. so fucking well um and uh I wonder woman song as well, yeah it's, it's a great song yeah and wonder woman 1984 using the um the orchestral version of blue monday as well Mm. It's, it's so like it is possible they've all done better jobs of of putting music to some of these warner brothers films than than snyder has would be mm. what i would say even suicide squad i remember that had a trailer with a funky cover of i started a joke by the bgs which yeah. again is a song i love and bohemian and rhapsody as well really well yeah and the, the, the bohemian, bohemian rhapsody, rhapsody that was just bohemian rhapsody though, yeah. wasn't it? and the gunfire was in sequence to the to the drum beat I remember watching the Suicide Squad trailer thinking this looks alright I remember watching the Suicide Squad and that's when the studio went yeah the studio watched the trailer and went shit this isn't the film we've made we've made some reshoots we've made this look like an action comedy (laughs) yes who knew that David Ayres was just a psychopath by the sounds of things (laughs) by all accounts starting fights with the cast and stuff like that I think there's more to come out about that at some point yeah, I'm sure it will. But mm. we can, obviously we can look forward to the Suicide Squad, which is bound to be at least a lot better with James Gunn and I the I, amazing looking cast he's put together. Honestly, think three people are going to come out of that alive. That, oh, that's yeah, my prediction. That. I think I think they can't. The only reason Harley Quinn's coming out of this one alive is because they can't kill Harley Quinn because she's in every other fucking DC film that's coming out. Any <laughs> she's the only success mm. in the DC universe, really, isn't she? Yeah. She's the only one who's come out unscathed from everything. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she's. A... Although 1984 yeah. got some bad reviews. Uh, yeah. 
Even like Batfleck, obviously got some good reviews from Batman v Superman, mm. and then he was awful in Justice League. Henry Cavill, I don't think, has been bad in anything, but he's just been poorly written in Justice League. I, th- I and think then, again that might change. I don't have a problem with most of the casting. Like I think they've done pretty well with it. I have a problem with the films themselves, mm. um, and I don't think anyone got a fair crack at it. Like at yeah. any point. Um, I, I i'd say that at least the people in the marvel universe had a, had like a chance to to for it to get going but they were just good from the get-go is the problem it's it's night and day how well to get how well these stories are being handled by each individual um, yeah, so dc company. tried to copy but they tried to play quick catch-up didn't they yeah uh, we'll, we'll have the team-up movie and then grow out of that yeah that's yeah. part of the reason why Justice League needs to be four hours long, because at this point we haven't fucking met half the people that are in the Justice League. And the, th- the three main ones are in Batman versus Superman as well. And one of them's dead. Yeah. Yeah, you've killed Superman off by the time he gets to the fucking Superman Justice League film. film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers. Yeah, you went straight to the Doomsday plot. This is a character that's been going for 70 years, and you went straight for the... The death of so Superman plot. They, they didn't earn his death, which apparently no. mm. in this new Justice League, part of the whole thing is that, because it's in the trailer, you see Superman getting stabbed by Doomsday. Mm. He screams as he dies, and that scream echoes through the universe, and that's how Darkseid knows that the Earth is not protecting it. It's time to come and get the mother boxes. Bearing in mind Superman's only 30 years old, what he was doing for the preceding thousands of years before Superman became Superman. Yeah. The the only th- that's the other thing as well. All of the villains look identical in these in these super duper uh, Superman level villains. The the difference, as I said in in the WhatsApp between Darkseid, Steppenwolf, and Doomsday seems to be a hat that Steppenwolf has got. That to be uh, fair, yeah. now that's not a hat. That's Steppenwolf's head. Yeah. His head okay. looks like that, and he's just got like metal around it. It's yeah. not like a hat like the Justice League cinematic Regardless, version, where he's a it's, human wearing a stupid hat. It's dreary grey brown <laughs> bullshit is what it is. Like these characters were much more colourful in the comics. Like we we've just literally watched a heart wrenching sequence of films with a guy who looks like a purple dildo like and we're perfectly fine with it to the point where sometimes you're like maybe he's got a point like they gave him enough emotional heft that sometimes you're thinking thanos is trying to do the right thing in his head in his head yeah whereas we don't get that we we get um emotionless villains in in the dc ones that he does could be yeah though. i'd be interested to know how much it costs just to do thanos yeah because he is like so because I think half the reason with DC why they make these choices mm. is either they don't put enough money in or mm. they don't have the technology that Marvel do. Because I'm guessing, obviously, Marvel now yeah. have access to Lucasfilm and all of that. It's almost like they know it's not going to look as good, so they yeah. deliberately make them more cartoony. Yeah. Because I think even like the the cinematic version of Steppenwolf, when they made him human, he's mm. still not human. He's still got a very yeah. weird look so that he can look animated, if that makes sense. Whereas Thanos... That looks like he could just walk in your front room, yeah. and that's what Thanos would look like. Can you imagine though a scene with Steppenwolf walking his daughter along, though? Like, like that's that's like happens we need all him the time. On that armor, 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that's that's the point. The point is like that. You look at those characters and you think there is you can't imagine them having any kind of emotional heft. You read any comics with Darkseed and you're like, you're you're kind of in the room with Darkseed. They do the Grant Morrison run of Justice League, for example. You aren't necessarily feeling sorry for him, but you are understanding what he's trying to do. Whereas these, he's just like, here's a giant guy that they're going to have to punch fifty times to kill. Like it just doesn't make any sense. It, it they they don't have any of the uh, emotional weight. Try not to say heft again. Oh, emotional you're, weight. From now on, your name is Dan the Heft. <laughs> <laughs> I've got plenty of emotional weight. Um, uh, <laughs> um, the emotional weight that that any of the villains in the Marvel universe have, because whether you agree with them or not you have had an insight into why they're doing what they're doing at any one point in pretty much every instance i can't think of a villain that's not the case where that's not the case even the shit ones like malachis yeah still get a bit of a background into why he's doing what he wants to do yeah i suppose the only other one the only one you don't is um oh fucking who was his name it's not ronin the uh cree guy in Guardians of the Galaxy Ronan Ronan yeah 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 he's the only one that you like they just say he's a zealot don't they yeah but even yeah he's just a bit power hungry but it kind of fits with this kind of like unstoppable he's like the Anton Chigurh of um, Mm. of the Marvel Universe he's just his unstoppable thing and he can't dance and he can't dance obviously yeah (laughs) much like Anton Chigurh that would have been an interesting scene in No Country for Old Men wouldn't it like them I trying can just to see him up. doing a bit of a spin so that fringe really wobbles. <laughs> What's the most you've ever lost in a dance-off? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put my gas gun down. Yeah. Go. <laughs> He's doing the worm. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it just feels like the, the mistake DC constantly make is by bringing in villains that none of us give a shit about. And to Wonder Woman 1984's credit, you do no feel, feel a little bit yeah. bad, at least for people in it. It's not. It's not a spoiler. Um, the other, <laughs> the other, the other one's Shazam as well. Like I didn't like Shazam. Oh, I loved Shazam. I thought Shazam was really, I got really good. That they tried something different, and it mm. was joyous in it because obviously, essentially, it is what would a child do if he was a superhero? Yes, yeah, big big but superhero it yeah just didn't without, without just the didn't awkward scene where he makes out with an adult yeah but it's yeah. it's uh, um give me banana man the movie that's what i want yeah i mean it's got it's <laughs> probably going to happen at some point that and super ted um that's the crossover we need <laughs> super ted spotty and banana man cbb's what did you say <laughs> why did you say that name ed the duck <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the broom cupboard! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did you say Andy Peters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Banana Man just like railing on Superman. It's just <laughs> Super Ted, sorry, yeah. 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 With, the, with the evil villain being Toby Anstis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Neighbours uh... at six o'clock. That, that's the, or 5.30, so yeah. <laughs> Would be the evil uh-huh. villain. Joy. Um, we should probably do a separate podcast where we just launch into DC. <laughs> I think we're going to at some point. Like, there's a few weeks between um, 
Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, and that's when we are going to do the Nolan, the <laughs> Nolan <laughs> ranking. Um, but but along with that, I think we will do a we'll do one on the Snyder Cut. I so say where I might try and unite the families for that one, um, <laughs> and um, get as many people as possible to have an opinion on it. Um, see if you can get a good one. I tried with um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker because um <laughs> did you get one well sonia was meant to come on because she quite liked it apparently she said at the time what yeah I've got to question that friendship <laughs> <laughs> and so i was trying i was trying to get her on because like yeah she she, she said she quite liked it so i was channel hopping mm. and caught the last five minutes and i still felt robbed of my evening <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great description yeah i i I was thinking i've only been to a handful of midnight screenings that's one of them and i we we were all at that yeah laughing at it yes like (laughs) we were the only three there that were like what the fuck is this shit everyone else was going there were people sobbing over that cheering and whooping chewy got a medal and all it fuck off all it took was layer dying so (laughs) like (laughs) Like we, we've got a running joke on the uh, podcast that it would have been funnier if Leia would have just like <laughs> died with the medals, just like all of them. <laughs> Fuck you, Chewie! Can't have your medal. Um, uh, it's um, yeah, it, it's a terrible film, but we haven't got time to to go into uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe we'll do that again. I, we shit on that every month, like once a month. We'll, we'll do it. I'll come come up with a reason to shit on that film so <laughs> fuck that film um right uh we do have a couple of opinions from people that are listening to the pod slash want to talk about wandavision i think it might be more accurate to be fair so uh jack says i'm glad that as far as we know there's no big supervillain controlling others again the bad guy was just a dick looking to push his own self-interest plus it was all well contained enough that you probably won't need to watch it to understand what's going on in later movies at least you'd hope so true uh yeah phil, just the fact that wanda's got a new costume yeah probably the thing that people will be like where'd you get that from yeah you just assume that she went shopping yeah um <laughs> phil knuckles says it was an excellent delve into the effect of grief and the loss that put scarlet witch on the exact footing the character should be there's supposed to be a hero who people mistrust be- she's supposed to be a hero who people mistrust because the situation's just like this i can't wait to see where they take her take her from here and also the new costume is is uh boner fuel great joke by the way <laughs> uh, um and um let's we've got a couple more i'll find them quickly uh matthias hansen said i think dramatically starting with the mystery uh just with the sitcoms hurt the show in the end since the mysteries were so obvious the flashbacks could just as easily have been chronologically in the beginning uh, and the show wouldn't hurt so i think he's talking about starting with the, the scene where like from the start they set up the the universe and it has less of a mystery kind of vibe and the show wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't have been hurt. Wouldn't have hurt the show. Sorry, uh, there would be I drama disagree. from the start. I disagree as well. Um, yeah, and you would still feel more for Wanda. Uh, Agnes could still be a thing after the sitcoms. I think the lack of Darcy in the last episode was due to the COVID shutdown. I believe they were filming that when it happened. Uh, there's also a final close-up of Wanda where it looks like 
uh, layer in Rogue One, maybe change dialogue with CGI. The two close-ups on either side looked fine. So regarding that, they did say that they had some CGI issues, like for because of mm-hmm. COVID, you know, it just happens. I think we're going to get a few films in the coming years, years with some dodgy CGI in it, thanks to COVID. Um, I like the way it played out. Like it's it's such a marvel thing to do to have like here's an episode here's here's an issue that's not related to anything and you pick it up and you go i have no idea what's going on but i can't wait to read next week to figure out what's figure out what it is Mm. i bet that guy would is the guy who wanted the fucking memento special feature where the film was played forwards (laughs) i was gonna i was gonna mention (laughs) that's the one thing we're gonna mention on the nolan uh uh podcast we're gonna do in 2040 um that's um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is uh, is that um it was it was a must have dvd memento was a must have dvd because it, you could play it forwards as well as backwards yeah. <laughs> yeah like you'd want to watch the original version first obviously but yeah yeah uh claire barnes says i loved it loved it, it was more about wandering multiverse final fight could have been a bit better maybe no darcy was sad but loved it Lack of Darcy seems to be the biggest issue. That yeah, I are. think because she, as we mentioned before, I think mm. she was a strange pick when they announced who was in this mm. like, Darcy. But I think she's been so good in it, and literally all we get is her obviously being a bit of a heroine, mm. driving into uh, Hayward, which, as I saw on Instagram, someone pointed out <laughs> <clears throat> when yeah. pretty much when we first met her, she's running over Thor. Oh the last yeah, time the series essentially running over Hayward. Oh. Of course, um, yeah, yeah. It definitely felt like there was more to come from her yeah that we didn't get to see unfortunately but yeah i think i mean i i she's they would be very foolish not to have her in other mcu things well apparently i read somewhere that she she didn't say it was thor but she said like she's done something else for marvel Mm. okay then Um, and she also put up a tweet as well where she was saying like Everyone on WandaVision was so nice, even the makeup people. The makeup people warmed up their watches for them so that when they put them on, they didn't get cold wrists. And literally, she'd mm. taken a picture of all these watches lined up on heat pads. Oh, imagine it's just, like, that. it's just like little things like that, just like make make it work. Oh, that's really sweet. So, yeah, WandaVision done, reviewed. We've been through so, every episode. Next week falcon and winter soldier preview that's what we're going to do which i'm very so excited we've about. got to come up with what we think is going to happen over the next six hours yeah yeah kind of what we'd like to see as well maybe yeah um yeah something along those lines i'm sure we'll figure something out <laughs> <laughs> um we'll if you want to if you want to contact us um hit us up on i think yeah we'll go with marveling marvel um hit us up on the discord which is uh, too much time and has discord which you can find a link to on the instagram and the twitter actually so head over to tmtoh on the twitter and the instagram back next week with more fantastic diving into the marvel universe that's bad but we'll go with it uh, if you want to listen to the other podcast we've just um had a chat with rich from penguin random house lifelong friend of ours they've just released the judge dread uh sorry the 2000 ad uh multicast audiobooks and they are fucking brilliant if i don't for say so even if i do say so myself so listen to them listen to the podcast back next week continuing our journey through marvel goodbye for now bye bye, bye. bye.